right? It's not like cartoony <laughs> in any way. So the squirrel's got like an Uzi and the, the, the kickback from the Uzi is like sending him up in the air. And it just, it's a very jarring and funny look. <laughs> Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. I broke a $150,000 piece of equipment. Snap it in two like a twig. It was awesome. Oof. Are you liable for that? No. Uh, my manager told me to move it, and we tried to move it on, with something that we weren't supposed to move it with. It's a boom lift, if anybody knows what that is. And then I tried to pick up a boom lift with a forklift and was doing okay. And then all of a sudden it just fell off and snapped in two. You needed a lift for the lift. Yeah. For the lift. It's basically That's... what happened. Uh, Dang. Do not try to extend an extender. Usually something's good. <laughs> yeah, something's no. Good. <laughs> That's like OSHA fucking page one, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, don't put a ladder on top of a ladder. Here's the crazy part. Uh, this thing weighs, uh, fuck, I don't know, uh, two or 3,000 pounds. And uh, there's this guy coming and uh, if you guys remember uh, Austin Powers, uh, when he can't turn around in the hallway with that little vehicle, yeah. mm-hmm. they're driving those around all around the stadium all the time now. And uh, he's this guy's driving, and probably 50 feet in front of him, I, this thing crashes right where he would be in about three seconds. It would have smashed him. It would have killed him. Uh, doesn't even blink. Just drives around the thing and just like, meep, meep, just keeps going like nothing <laughs> happened. There's a major thing that just happened. But anyway, uh, one one thing I like about construction guys is like, Everybody came over to help. Nobody said, like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Just, like, how do we fix this problem? Let's get it out of the way. Oh, by the way, during the time, it was the christening of the of the stadium, the fucking ribbon cut and all that shit. Like, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're responsible for the biggest break during the fucking yeah, yeah, ceremony. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So. You're, yeah, that's kind of, wow, you're, you're kind of famous. Though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. forget is DLG. There, He's famous for flopping. A- <laughs> is there is there like a poster with like most expensive fuck ups and you're at the top? Now? Yeah, it was ten thousand before me. So uh, no I, way, I beat that Damn. high score by 150 times. Oh my god, you're crushing it, dude! I'm crushing it at the top of the- <laughs> bro. Go for the record. <laughs> All right, well, we've got a few, a little bit more announcements that I'm going to lead and make. I'm going to start with DLGCon uh, that is still happening in Austin, Texas. We've actually had two cancellations, and so there are two beds available if mm. anybody's interested. Um, please reach out to me if you're interested in joining, but you weren't sure because you wanted to stay at the house and there wasn't availability there now is. So if you want to reach out to me, we could talk about that. Um, and I am planning on having a DLG con meeting with everybody that's going to be there involved. So we can talk about the food game plan cars, who's bringing what board games, things like that. Um, so just kind of keep an eye open in the discord in our DLG con channel. If you're a part of that for soon, an announcement coming of when that actual meeting is going to be, and probably going to put out a feeler to see what day is works best for everybody. Um, so yeah. And then and the if last- you don't go to that meeting, there's no complaints later on. You can't be a like, well, I don't like cheese when we buy cheese. I'm a vegan. 
Yeah. 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 Well, or like, don't peanuts. be blowing up everybody when you land because we didn't talk. You know, we're going to be talking about like, yeah, how people are getting to and from. This house is, is about an hour from the airport. So we're going to want to definitely talk about who's driving who or if anybody wants to, anything like that. So if you have any questions, concerns, want to talk about stuff, or they'll save it for the meeting and they'll be good. And then we'll have a game night for only those that are going. So, you know, a nice little fun icebreaker or just more things to build on that's already there, right? So, yeah. But yeah, and then the final announcement is that, unfortunately, this is going to be my last episode. Um, it's going to be playing a bit of what... Last live episode. No, my last episode. I have decided that I'm going to, I want to fix it, fixate more on hiking and doing more things and diving into like the travel work that I'm doing. And I'm just not sure if there's going to be a lot or at least enough um, content of playing video games to filter into that. So mm. this is my last episode, which is sad, but well, yeah. you make it sound so final. You never know. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, I guess you're I right. wasn't well, prepared right. for this. Yeah. Well. And you'll still be around the Discord. I oh, mean, you're yeah. You're not disappearing. On I'm this. still going to be in the community. Wait, no, I'm leaving. I found a, found a religion. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> so more on hiking later. <laughs> yeah, it's a hiking religion. We worship hiking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a video game podcast, not a sad one. So we're going to move right into video games, uh, starting with On the Radar. These are games that have been brought to our attention, but we haven't either played fully through yet or, you know, maybe just a little taster of ones that we're interested in. So. So you want to tell me about this Case of the Golden Idol, Bobby? Case of the Golden Idol is the next game by Lucas Pope. He is the creator of Papers, Please and Return of the Oberdin. Mm. Now, Papers, Please, I, I respected that game. I thought it was a great game, but I didn't play a lot of it because it was just a, it was difficult <clears throat> and it's a, kind of a dark game. You, you know, you're making very difficult decisions. Uh, you're playing a guy who works at a, um, uh, what do you call that when you cross borders? The uh, uh, customs. Uh, yeah, like a customs, customs station. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's a game where you never really feel like you're winning. You know, it doesn't give you the satisfaction of like, hey, you accomplished something. You just do the best you can you and get as yeah. far as you can. So it's a, it, it's kind of a difficult game for me to play because I like to have fun when I play games. But uh, I, I do respect it because it was very well designed and it got a lot of praise, very, very well deserving of all that. My problem with it was the legibility issues. Like you're supposed to be checking passports, but these people are made of pixels and you're like, yeah, uh, okay. I guess, man, I guess it's not the same person. <laughs> yeah. Um, his next game, though, Return of the Ober Din, I think is just one of the best games I ever played. It is a phenomenal game. And if you have not played it, you really need to check that out. Uh, we talked about storytelling in video games. This is an example of a game that actually does it right, that integrates gameplay and storytelling uh, very, very well. Um, and I absolutely love that game. So looking forward to The Case of the Golden Isle, uh, Idol, um, this is a detective game. And based on the screenshots and the um, and the videos on the Steam page, it looks like you're almost doing Mad Libs. You take these dialogues that uh, that people say or characters say, um, and you you pick specific words out of them, and you use those words to somehow crack the case by moving them around and joining them together, uh, or and, and creating new sentences out of them. So, again, this is kind of like what uh, maybe her story does, where um, it makes a game out of the story. Uh, and it's a really clever way of doing that. 
to actually make you pay attention to the story and make it meaningful. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um, no release date yet. It's just coming soon, but, um, the steam page is up for it so you can check it out. And is there a demo? I, I heard some people talking about a demo. Uh, they're not a demo on the steam page, but I don't know. Fun fact. It's starring pickle Rick. Uh, he's front and center on the, is that not pickle Rick? Pickle Rick. <laughs> That is a demonic. <laughs> demonic yeah, that Rick. is. <laughs> it's an Eldritch That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it looks um, good. Going to keep an eye on that one for sure. That's going on the wish list. It looks like an old um, Monkey Island. Those graphics, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the graphics are, um, you know, Return of the Ober Din, the graphics didn't get much better. Um, there, there's a word for these types of graphics, and I can't remember what it is, but it's almost... Uh, Modern retro or something like that? It's like a filter, like you can put on things in like iMovie. Uh, it, it makes the graphics look very pixelated, and some old, old computer games used to do it. And it really looks quite beautiful, but it can be difficult to discern things from it, but... Um, uh, that, that was Return of the Oberdin. This is kind of going back more to the Papers, Please graphics, where, yeah, it is a little uh, pixelated, but there's definitely some definition there. Hmm. Um, so I've got I, something. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry, I have the name of the graphics. It's called Careful Dithering. Dithering. That's it. Dithering. Thank you. <laughs> dithering. Yeah, oh. dithering is something, it's, uh, something that computers do to images in order to save uh, space. It used to be like really bad in the, the old days. If you bring up, yeah, there's dithering. Yeah. If, if you bring up like, Whoa. or you do a Google search of dithering and you do Google images, you'd be like, oh, that's what that is. You know, a dithering, banding, there's all these words for like but things think, and graphics. I think Oberdin is beautiful, personally, although I haven't played it. I just see. It. Oh yeah, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. But you are trying to analyze what's happening in these uh, in these screens, and you can wander around the environment. Um, so the graphics do kind of make that a little more difficult, but it's still a, a phenomenal game. I just want to see a dithered deckel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the end of this year, we're gonna have a fucking DLG like tongue twister dither d- dickles dithered in dlg con during during <laughs> dithering deckles during dlg con dumping dlg Jesus. while eating delicious drops. i don't know yeah <laughs> with drunks all about <laughs> um yeah my game is nowhere near as um important sounding it's about monsters yeah highfalutin (laughs) (laughs) there's no dithering whatsoever um (laughs) it's about giant monsters fighting each other (laughs) like (laughs) it just goes to show the differences (laughs) Uh, between you and bobby bobby provides something artful and tasteful (laughs) you're like i want to smash smash (laughs) i build things all day i just want to smash but the monsters look like uh dudes in costumes dude that's a that's the way they went for it. They went for the like Japanese 1940s. Yeah, it looks uh, like a Godzilla movie. You know, it's yeah. funny. I have played this game, Gigabash. I, I played this um, during Steam Next Fest or something. This is one of the, the bigger ones that was on there because it reminded me of this arcade game that I absolutely loved called King of the Monsters. Oh, I yeah, believe, yeah. Where it was just, it was like a brawler game where you'd play with like Godzilla or, or King Kong or like all these monsters and be like on a city and it's a 3D map and you just like 
duke it out. The The problem was during Steam Next Fest, it's a multiplayer game, so you have to have other people to play with. And I could not, you know, I queued up and I could not find anybody to fight with. But it does look really cool. Gigabash. Uh, so they had their official release date, which is August 4th. So hopefully more people. Are, how many people are playing right now? Uh, Chris? Um, 23. 23 people. <laughs> Today's great. peak was 36. Oof. Well, look at all the awards they got, though, dude. Wow. Look yeah, it looked great. And the training was um, when in the tutorial Damn. when they're running you through, like, the moves. Like, it's actually got more, well, obviously more complexity than King of the Monsters. But, you know, there there is a degree of finesse you have to use when playing of the playing this game it's not just smashing buttons i uh i blame the lack of dithering here obviously <laughs> i mean Clearly. this is why no but you know what's funny dude is i'm not saying that this is like a standout game or awesome right cool concept uh should get more attention than it got right or whatever but if if like a really popular streamer doesn't catch it. And there's things that fall through the cracks, man. And I feel like this game deserves more than an all-time peak of 211 uh, players. Well, it was you know I mean? on... During Steam Next Fest, it was one of the top games with viewers, you know, when they do the streams. Mm-hmm. And that's how mm-hmm. I found it. I, I just, like, sorted by, like, okay, what are the most popular ones? What are people playing? And there was that one, um, oh, God, Hero Town. I can't remember what it was called, but that game was great. Uh, and, yeah, this one was on there. But then when I got in, I just couldn't find any, anyone to play with. What, what a bummer, because that looks it. great. It looks yeah. great. This looks awesome. You're, like, launching skyscrapers at people. It looks great. <laughs> like, awesome. uh, maybe it sucks. I don't, I don't think it sucks but uh it's just like i i feel like the developer scratching their heads like what more could we have done we did exactly yeah. what we wanted i mean to that's do. how it is with games a, a you just story. don't know if it's yeah. no i'm just kidding they need <laughs> to get a marketing campaign <laughs> yeah. folk but yeah. the characters are great too they got this giant shark man they got like a rodan bug like dude they got megazord looking guy from the power rangers oh these guys are from malaysia this game was uh, developed by people in Malaysia. Oh, that's interesting. That's funny because that country Kill got flattened by Godzilla in the 1950s. Um, okay, who's who's next? Uh, I'll talk about something that's kind of we can all experience because it's free and it's actually a mod, but it's on the front page of Steam. It's called Entropy's, Entropy Zero Two, and it's a mod for Half Life Two. And it involves a bunch of properties um, from, like, the Half-Life universe, like Aperture Labs and stuff. But you play as a Combine, and you command Combine, uh, like, synths, like robots and shit. Um, But you do find yourself in Aperture Labs at one point. There's all kinds of, like, crazy weapons. And essentially, it's the merging of Half-Life 2 and, and like, Portal, I want to say, a little bit. I, I haven't seen any Portal mechanics, but I definitely have seen some, like... Half-Life 2 mechanics like gravity grenades and obviously all the enemies from Half-Life 2 and things like that. Um, You're trapped in an aperture lab as a combine and you're looking for a doctor that runs the lab. And so, yeah, it's definitely interesting. That's super interesting, man. Yeah, I like Hmm. that. Because could you imagine even an alien species highly, they they, if they stumble upon Aperture Labs, they're like, what the fuck was going on in here? There's fucking goos that make you fucking bounce. There's goos. There's all kinds of sh- crazy shit down there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, more info on Aperture Lab is, uh, Labs is always cool. Um, Let's see. Player count right now. Sorry. I just want to know. Oh, wait. You can't see player count. Like, can you for... Wow. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, that's way um, better than the fucking... Super giant. Hey, fuck off, game. man. 
<laughs> well, oh, speaking. No, uh, oh, go ahead. Okay, so you not go ahead. Um, wow. Uh, all no, right. after you. I after feel like you, this is yeah. every door in Canada is like people try. You first. No, you first. No, you first. <laughs> two two guys in at a Starbucks. Oh, oh. It's so different than Mexico where there's no doors, so it's like it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just you make Mexico sound like it's sick. Well, so you know, it has no uh, doors. It has no doors, but you know, talking about fucking off and no doors, uh, nature's like that. Nature's pretty neat. Uh, so <laughs> I put on my radar. Uh, I got curious doing a bunch of hiking and getting all into nature and stuff. Um, I'm actually going to have you sniper click on that neat nature link, not not the one you just did. I was curious as to like how many games are out there that kind of are focused and help you escape into nature. Because I feel like I haven't seen a crazy amount. There's like a few of them. And then, of course, if you're going to add like the hunting games, like, yeah, there's a bunch. But I kind of was like, I wonder if there would be like a cool national park service base game hmm. and things like that so i started kind of looking into seeing what's out there and yeah to a surprise of nobody there's not a lot <laughs> so um but <laughs> the top 10 are the only 10 that exist kind of you know i mean like there's some that you can make the leap like i'm sure nick you and i could argue why arc is a nature game but like it's it's not in the sense that i'm looking for a specific of like a no, national you're looking park for like thing. the yeah. peaceful yeah yeah feeling. the peaceful one but they do have some funny ones on here that i thought were worth mentioning on the radar that was pretty cool if anybody's got the itch to fuck off and go outside like i do uh they have like walden a game that's coming out or that is out like lake looks pretty interesting a lot of these are going to be of course like story games or Mm -hmm. something that's puzzle games stuff like that like stardew valley's on this list i'm sure you could argue animal crossing would be as well but so this game kind of or this little article that is in the show notes is uh what inspired me to kind of find the next game which was on my radar which was called gander national park because it's the only one i can see that kind of has anything to do with like a national park thing this is it's coming out in february and it is the first like hiking walking simulator which sounds kind of amazing and also kind of weird because i just feel like the point of hiking is to get the fuck off the Mm. computer and go outside (laughs) so making a game about doing that just sounds interesting but it also could be a really amazing way especially with uh, the graphics are looking quite pretty and it looks like it could be really cool especially if you are like finding things you know like if you were to do like some geocaching but it seems really promising so far based on what like people are reviewing and looking at it early and like I said, it's supposed to come out in February. Um, but we'll see. I'd be kind of curious to see what kind of... It, it almost looks like they picked Arches with Arches, that one yeah. that's showing up. Yeah, I think that would be pretty pretty awesome. It's by Crafty Game Lab. and Yeah, it looks Do cool. They, I don't think there was a price tag on it just yet, but... Do they have, like, Google Earth for hiking? I feel like they do, don't they? Well... Tune in a bit later, man. I will talk to you about that <laughs> in a bit. But I didn't know. I just thought this was great, and also if any, I mean, it just looks really neat. And if anybody has seen the neat nature reference that I keep trying to drop subtly, it's just. Do you know this sniper? I learned this from one of your buddies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're aware of the neat uh, nature? I've seen this. There's this neat. ridiculous, like, nature walk that they do, and it is hilarious. Sniper, can you start in the beginning and put this out? Because this is very, I think this is very. Dude, hard. that looks like my brother when he was like 11. There's things on this Jesus planet. Christ. That's why Rodney and I started Nature Walk, because we want everyone to know how neat nature is, instead of just me and Rodney knowing it. <laughs> 
about him. I know him from that other thing. How neat is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty neat. Alright, yeah. <laughs> so, <Wow. laughs> Because I found myself like walking around, actually up at Christian's wedding. He's got a buddy named Brendan, and we were walking around a conservatory, and I didn't even realize how much I was going. Wow, this is neat! And then he just <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so all hats neat. Yeah, the so. way Sniper like uh, agreed to knowing about this was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? This is uh, this is second grade <laughs> our curriculum. Canadians got to stick together, dude. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> They're so goddamn wholesome. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was, that was on my... Uh, there is a national park game coming out, and that's uh, Gander National Park, I think is what that was. It's not, it's not going to be good. Gander, yeah, Gander National Park. So take a gander. This episode's brought gander. to you by... Go the fuck outside. <laughs> <laughs> Touch grass. Yeah, and then run back inside and play your video games. <laughs> Man, you guys are... Doing all this like big stuff, I got I got another game about people beating each other up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> so Rumbleverse is a um, uh, uh, what do you call these games? God damn it! Beat them up. No, when you last guy surviving kind of thing. Um, oh, like like PUBG, like King of the Hill. PUBG, uh, yeah, oh, Battle Royale, Battle Royale, Battle Royale. But it's a fighting game, so it's like a wrestlers running around a city uh, doing the people's elbows to each other. And, uh, and those, so so you run around, you get pickups. It's very, very Fortnite. Um, you grab things that give you more health. You give you, um, more stamina, stuff like that. Uh, but also you're picking up special moves. So, um, this guy, JM Crofts, shout out to him. Uh, one of the uh, YouTubers that I watch, um, he, he played it and, uh, he picked up, he tried to turn himself into Zangief on his first run. So he had a lariat which is like when Zangief turns around where the fireballs go through him and he got a, like a power <laughs> smash or whatever. So those were his two special moves. He's like, I'm Zangief. And he did really well. He got down to the like last three or whatever, but it looked really fun. Um, it's funny when you take guns out of uh, a battle Royale, uh, it turns into this whole other thing. I don't know. Uh, it looked fun. It's free on Epic. Um, I'm going to try it out. Uh, yeah, not only is it free on Epic, but right now, one of their free games is like, I don't know, currency in this game or some sort of pack of items. Oh. Um, but yeah, they're doing some oh, sort weird. of promotional thing right now. That's a good tie-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and they're also I know doing... There's a, oh, go ahead, I Nick. know there's a Chinese uh, melee, um, what is it called, like Battle Royale game that's doing really good. I forgot the name of it, um, but this looks like more, like more fun. Like It looks less try-hardy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, on his first game ever, he made it to the final three, and it, uh, yeah, you'll it, check it out. Check it out, Jam Crofts. Um, I am going to be there. You should be there too. And just the way that, uh, that your characters go up the buildings is kind of like how the Hulk does it. He just Hulk smashes all the way up. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, what else do I have? Inkbound. Inkbound is a turn-based. Uh, roguelike RPG by the guys who made uh, Monster Train. So I'm thinking it's kind of like For the King, right? Um, but it's made by those guys. So the artwork work is pretty, um, you know, far out there. Um, they said they were going for the feeling of like Hades, right? The, the way the items work in Hades, but in a mm-hmm. 
three-player multiplayer um, RPG. So, I mean, this sounds fucking awesome to me. And it comes from a vetted uh, developer, so... Yeah, it just said the creators of Monster Trend. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. sold. Yeah, exactly. So... uh, The developer's name is Shiny Shoe. But but the best thing the best thing we have so far is uh, 2023 is when it's going to come out. So who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. Okay. An and by the way, out. like now now that it's open on Steam for you to to say uh, like funny things when your game's going to come out, like whenever all the fucking sauce is stirred or whatever the fuck. Now I kind of expect them to like use things like that whenever we find the glass slipper, whatever, like. Start to use that now. Don't just do now. I twenty twenty three sounds lazy to me. I need something better. I need like uh, whenever we play, our, whenever we pay our electric bill or whatever. Something. Give me something <laughs> different. All right, time to talk about some games that we have been playing. I suppose let's talk about Cult of the Lamb. So Nick and I both played that. Um, I picked it up, and I was I was kind of excited to play this game because. It looked like that good mix of management and action that I like. And that's what the game is. It's got those two parts to it. One part is the management side where you're managing your cult and you're um, cultivating devotion and you're building buildings and all that stuff. And then you have the action part where you go out into the world and you uh, kill other uh, cult people and like (laughs) boss fights and stuff. Uh, One recommendation, this game really does need to be played with a controller. So I played on a mouse and keyboard. And you move with WASD, but then you move your mouse and left-click where you want to attack. And it takes a little getting used to. So I'll be moving right, and I'm not aware of where my mouse is, but I want to attack. So I just hit left-click, and my guy will attack on the left side. I'm like, no, the enemy's over there. So you kind of have to be aware of your mouse cursor as you're moving <clears throat> with WASD. Um, it, I mean, that allows you to do things like move right and attack left, which is good. But still, it's just it, it feels a little odd awkward on a keyboard and mouse. Uh, I actually didn't get too far into this game. Um, not as far as I wanted to, but I got a, I got a couple hours in and I think the art style and just the way that they do like the animation and just the characters and everything is perfect. It reminds me a little bit of binding of Isaac, but not quite as dark, uh, a little bit of, I think they were called Happy Tree Friends. I don't know if anyone remembers. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, oh, yeah. Happy I know what you're friends. talking about. Like, yeah, they're really like, gruesome. Yeah, they were very yeah. gruesome, but they're these little cute, fluffy cartoons uh, with animals and stuff. And then, like, something totally gruesome would happen. And it was just, like, really messed up. And they're short, like, two, two minute clips. A buddy of mine had that on DVD, like, 20 years ago. This is back before, like, YouTube and everything. And, um, you know, it was, like, back in the day of that, like, Mike and Ike's Film Festival or whatever that. Uh, that's not what it's called. But, you know, where you you didn't see this stuff like on the reg, you know. Yeah. So yeah. he had these DVDs and he showed us like one night. And of course, we're all stoned like, oh, my God, this is amazing. What is this shit? You know, you just <laughs> never saw anything like that. Go on E-Bombs World, maybe. But uh, um, yeah. yeah, we all remember E-Bombs World. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they they nailed that part. The music, like you, you go and do something. They have that cult noise, like that low rumble, like, oh, you know, like just like everything comes together. Uh, it's a beautiful package. Um, but I, I definitely will say that the sound effects like are, are, ma- are like are amazing. Like all the ethereal voices that they have for each mm-hmm. kind of like creature. Yeah. The sound um, design's really, really good on this. So Bobby, uh, what's going on here? So you manage your cult at home 
mm-hmm. and then you it's kind of like yes. an XCOM thing. Yeah, exactly. Then you go out in the world, you fight, you you uh, fight get more. Yeah, you, is it like you fight in kind of like a Binding of Isaac thing? So you go from room to yes. room. Um, the angle is a little different. It's not completely top down. Um, and then you just you kill other enemies. You learn their attack patterns. You have gear. You you know you get new gear and items and abilities. Um, and then you have like a boss fight at the end typically. And then there's also a map where you go from stage to stage. So there's a journey to it and there's different parts that you have to unlock and go through it. So it seems like a a really good game. I don't want to, it doesn't seem like they've really broken the mold and done anything that different here. Like nothing like completely. And of course, they combined the two genres. Yeah. And they, they just did a good job of, uh, of putting it together. So the presentation's great. And they do let you name your cult. I was bo- boring and just kept it cult of the lamb. Nick, did you give your cult an interesting Jesus name? Christ, dude. Yeah, the, the this is coming Bengals. from the guy who's... Uh, Dwarf Paladin in D anD D was named Dwarf Paladin. He that likes was to his have name. Fun when he plays games, guys. first name Dwarf, last name Paladin. <laughs> Cult of the Lamb is what he went with, guys. All right. Honestly, Cult of the Lamb is better than I, I thought. He was just going to say Cult. Cult of Dinkles. Well, it makes sense. So the story that they start you off with in the beginning is you're a, you're a lamb that gets sacrificed, and then there's uh, I, I don't know some other devil or demon that says I need you to uh, start a new cult for me so I can get my power back. So you're actually like a reincarnated lamb out there um, slaughtering other uh other cultists so you can build your own cult and you recruit like cult followers and um you know you can sacrifice them for bonuses and stuff like that but i thought it was funny that you just like take a lamb you know because we all know the sacrificial lamb thing that's kind of iconic when it comes to it's about time the lamb gets some comeuppance yeah well yeah the whole thing is that so hold on nick what's your what's your cult called oh the cult of dinkles the cult of Dinkles. Dinkles. Love yeah. it. Okay. I don't know why. I just named it that. Okay. Um, Got Dinkum but, on your brain. I don't know. So I ended up playing um I ended up playing it on PS5, which totally lends itself to actually playing on a on a controller and it was really smooth. Um man, this game is pretty cool. I can't play it for too long because like I don't know, it kind of gives me like the heebie jeebies a little bit, but it's still fun as <laughs> shit. I mean, compared um, it's to- just like it, dude. Like the sound effects are so good. Like you're listening to like, so they keep referring to someone named the old one, but when I looked it up, it's not Satan. So essentially, there's like these Cthulhu like dudes that are all like bosses of their own cults, mm. and you're kind of like in like like a weird version of hell. And yours, you're like the your patron is locked up, and the other three key ones are ruling around. And they're trying to make sure that your patron stays locked up, but your patron forgives your soul. And then that's how the story starts. Like your patron ends up start like, is like, Hey, I need actual, like I need an actual army. So get to it. So now is it more, any more heebie jeebie invoking than binary of Isaac, but you're desensitized to binary of Isaac by now or. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, it dude, just like the like I said, the sound effects are so good. It's like even Leslie, like we were listening to the characters talk, and they're like, "I'm like, this is really like." If, I think if this was real, this would be what it sounded like. Man. <laughs> yeah, it like you know you get this fucking fly headed like multi tentacled mouth like demon like it's talking to you, telling a douche, and you're like, "Should I really kill this guy?" Dude, um, uh, but it's I think you'd love it, Emilio. 
Um, one thing that's nice about like the home base kind of thing is that it's not um, like a menu, like in XCOM. Like it's not like something that you just like choose yes or no or like buy things from a store. It's truly like some a place that you walk around and you do shit. Like mm. you you command and interact with your people the same way you command. Like you you interact like you do combat. Yeah, um, well, you have to go actually... around and bless your um, your disciples, and it, it kind of uh, it, it increases something about them. I can't remember what, like the devotion, devotion. they generate or something. But you you do have to interact with your uh, with your community by walking around and doing stuff with the one people in the in- buildings. One thing that's interesting about your your community members, there's a lot of mechanics in this game. Um, some of the ones that you can you can completely ignore, and then some of the ones that you have to do. Um, one mechanic that is persistent is that all of your followers have negative and positive traits. Mm. You can get lucky and get one that has all positive traits, but apparently they're susceptible to getting negative traits through like your actions. Yeah, dude, I got so, one like, that had like three negative, tra- like all negative traits. And I was like, Oh, yeah. this guy's getting sacrificed. Yeah. Can you get rid of them? Oh, you can <laughs> yeah. kill them. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, so you, you build the, up there. It's not devotion. They use another word where you like level up your disciples. Salvation. I think it's called uh, yeah, something know, like remember. that. Um, but the more they have, the more, um, you get from the sacrifice. So I'm, I'm fattening them up. That's the best dude. That's the best <laughs> thing I've ever heard. So it's really weird because so some of the good ones, right, you obviously want to keep around unless they have like an extremely detrimental like combat mechanic or something. Um wait, wait, the wait. thing is like a, the majority of them don't vibe with sacrifice. And it's the ones that usually <laughs> would do I, dude. are are the the ones that usually do vibe with it usually have bad traits. And so it's like this weird like dichotomy uh. of having like balance good and bad people in there and it's Really, it's really, it's really interesting. Here's There's where you lost me. That play here. Here's where you huh? lost me. Why does your the um, your the followers' traits affect your combat? Are you not fighting as a lamb? No, you are fighting as a lamb, but it's just like I, I think it's literally just an extra mechanic that they want to include. Like these guys are cheering you on as you're defeating other things. Like they're they're praying for you and they're giving you different like different abilities and shit. Okay, not abilities, but it's like. Plus ten damage if you I mean plus ten percent damage if you hit something from behind and like it's like shit like that. But like some of the negative ones will be like, oh, uh, is afraid of death, so like negative five uh, percent chance of finding a heart in a room or something like that. Mm. Like there's there's a lot of mechanics like that. So interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it's maybe I do need to I, play this. I, I really think you should, man. Like this may this may topple you for the Binding of Isaac if you like it a little bit more than. Uh, more Binding of Isaac's like different than this. It's a straight up roguelike. With I, I don't know. I, I found it pretty different. I don't see too much of a crossover, but it is a good game. I I think it's it's pretty solid. Is that a recommendation from both of you guys? Yeah. Yes. Not not like super strong, but yeah, it's a it's a good game. Um, I heard some people were having some technical issues. I I didn't, although I assumed that it just auto saved like all the time, and I I oh. exited the game <laughs> and I lost some progress, and, and I was like, oh okay, I've got. How much did you lose? Not not a whole lot, not a whole. Lot. It wasn't too bad, and it's good that I learned that early on because now I know. Okay, you got to escape, save, and then exit the game. Mm. But it, it's kind of weird for a game. Maybe it's a GOG thing with their cloud save. I don't know. Speaking of losing fucking saves, um, Dinkum. Uh, yeah, me and Leslie got to play this. It's pretty interesting. Uh, uh, we're going into highlights. Have... These are games that we have played. Go ahead. 
Oh, we've been there. We've been in highlights. No, we've been there. Oh, we're, oh yeah, 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 both right. played. Coastal Never mind. Uh, it's my first day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just work here. But Dinkum, uh, I learned the hard way that if you don't sleep, it does not save your game. And okay. so I ended up like doing a bunch of shit, and you have to complete the first day uh, to be able to play multiplayer. But what I ended up, I ended up doing was I did everything that you needed to do on the first day, did some little extra shit, and then I was like, oh, cool, I'll just close the game, wait for Leslie to finish her first day, come back, you need to create your character again. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, am I creating another villager for my village or something? Nope. Like, started all the way uh, over. Um, but I will say, it is pretty fucking fun. Um, if you're a fan of Animal Crossing and you're tired of Animal Crossing, um, <laughs> Come play Animal Crossing in Australia. Um, but no, that's the whole thing about Dinkum is that it, it's like environments are all Australian based. So there's like cassowaries and crocodiles and all these other like, like there's koalas and shit. Roos? Dingoes. Got roos? And, Got joeys? Yeah, no, there's hello kangaroos. <laughs> and like one of the things that Leslie said, like when we first started playing, she's like, there's kangaroos on my island. I'm like, Leslie, I think we're in Australia. <laughs> She's like, yeah, this is definitely Australia. <laughs> but uh, there's there's a lot more to this game than Animal Crossing. Like it's like one of the deepest mechanics in Animal Crossing is like digging up dirt and putting it in places. Like this is a lot more involved um, as far as like the city building and mechanic and everything. Sure, there's not cute animal people, but there's people people. You get to ride fucking motorcycles and all this other shit. So that's um, awesome. I. I I really think that this is something like if you like put a gun to my head and like, Hey, you have to play this while the whole world is being infected by the stupid disease for the next two months. Which one would you play? Um, it's going to be definitely Dinkum over, over, um, animal crossing. Dude, look at the reviews overwhelmingly positive 6,600 people. That that's triple a title stuff. Guys. Yeah. It's I'm telling you, it's like, I don't know why not, Many streamers are like the Animal Crossing streamers or like those other like village management streamers aren't picking up on this, but it's already doing good. Like it's got a bunch of owners. Like, wait, Sniper looks incredulous. So uh, something's going on here. He's looking up. He's he's bringing up charts. He's going to prove you wrong. He's working his magic. Did Lyric play? Dinkum? It's it's, uh, yeah, a lot of. uh, Sorry, Nick. I don't mean to. This is just no, it's, wa- it's watch time, not stream time, though. Oh, no, they have that in that, that column, right? But, um, yeah, tons of people are picking That's up the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 13,000 people playing right now. That's pretty healthy for a Steam game. Uh, Sniper, did you join Rianne in her Dinkum anthology or whatever? Nah, we put our dinks on hold. <laughs> Dinkles, we, uh, that's unfortunate. Well, what we do is we play Hades back to back. We pick the same weapon and the same trinket. Ooh. And then we like race each other through and be like, what boons did you get? And I don't know if that's ever going to be replaced. Um, you should. I, who usually does that. better, Sniper? Dude. Well, I played video games with you, and it is not, obviously. <laughs> Dude, you know. This, this dude, is not apparent. Dude, come on. Yeah, you so just got thrown in the fire, dude. So Rianne. So yeah. Rianne. Yeah, so all right, Rianne. Awesome. Gotcha. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. That's enough. I got a bunch of little things. I'll, I'll just talk for a little bit. Um, Bobby and I play TF2 together. Uh, so, oh, jeez. I, 
I will show you, show you guys. Like I, I should print this out. I have lists and just like, screenshots after screenshots of me texting Bobby and no responses. <laughs> just like you know, just like hey, thought you <laughs> thought you'd appreciate this. Hey, uh, remember this thing? Hey, what do you think? No responses. I, I text him uh, TF two question mark he be, be right there so like if it's <laughs> if it's if it interests him he's into it so anyway um, yeah we jump on TF two hey guys we're too good that you get to a point in something in your life that like you ascend you know Bobby you and ascend. I Bobby and I cannot be on the same team because yeah. we rapidly run we go to the top and then the game's like uh, does not compute must must uh make it fair it cannot have to so then it, bobby always gets switched three t- three games in a row bobby? yeah it happened three times in a row and that's an unfortunate part of tf2 so they auto balance teams all the time they do a lot of stuff like that auto balance and they bring in new players whenever whenever other players leave and it's nice because it keeps the game going yeah keeps the ultimately game it's a good thing but the problem is if you want to play with somebody then it is very likely that you're going to get moved to another team Especially yeah. if you're crushing and the other team just like, it's like, like five people will be like, all right, I'm out of here. This isn't fun. Yeah, unless you're playing with And then it's going to auto balance and then it's going to take, you know, uh, you know, we're like at the top of the list. So it's just like, oh, this guy must be good. Let's just move one of these over, you know? And so that was, that was pretty frustrating. But other than that, like, yeah, you just fall right back into it. It yeah. was, it was just, um, I wouldn't even say it takes a full game to get back into it. Dude. No, it's game. like riding a bike, man, yeah. just on top of it. And I could tell, like, if somebody was new to this and they didn't know what was going on, uh, it's chaotic for sure. Yeah. But then for somebody who knows how to read what's going on, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, there's what, eight, nine classes. They're all doing different things. There's all sorts of sound effects. Like, and it's so fast. This game is just, that's what I always loved about TF2 and what keeps me coming back. It is just so fast, moment to moment gameplay, adrenaline. This, uh, I haven't seen this cartoon. I want to see what it's about. I'm going to watch it with audio later. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that guy's the president of the man company, by the way. The man company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, what else do I got? I got Gorn. Even more manly stuff. Yeah. Gorn. Uh, I talked about it last time when I first played it. Days is like, you got to play Gorn. Yeah. So I was like, oh, these are my people, right? Like, I am amongst where I should be dude uh like they're big old fucking beefy gladiators all duking it out in this fucking uh tiny tiny arena and um every level every stage let's call it um you get a different weapon so uh i had played the same first level like so many times i i'm an idiot i never turned to the right and saw there was another door so i was like there's so many more levels so i start playing the other levels and uh I started getting to the range weapons, and uh, I put a video of it right here. So you pick up a bow and arrow, and uh, bows and arrows in VR feel amazing. Like, it's so good. Um, They just feel spot on. I've never shot a real one, but it feels like I think it should feel like, right? And, um, you know, the head shot tracking, the uh, shoot them in the knee, it'll slow them down, all that stuff. Um, There were points, guys, where, like... A guy was running up with me, uh, running up on me with an axe, and they're re- they're really dumb, super super dumb. 
he's running up on me with an axe. I pull the arrow that I shot him in the chest with out of his chest and use it to put it in his head, dude. It was awesome. A different time, I looked down and I saw that arrow sticking out of my chest. I pulled those bitches out and used those as ammo fucking against the other dudes. That was awesome. Um, have, this game is... So it's it's a fun place to be. You're in a gladiatorial arena and you're fighting these big dumb idiots and it's great. And there's so much gore and all this stuff. But um what I didn't expect out of this game was the difficulty. Like um it gets hard. It gets yeah. really really hard. Uh right after the bow and arrow um level, I don't know, skip skip halfway through. I don't know if it's in this, but hopefully it is. Um they give you these um forearm forearm uh crossbows but the way they work is you have to crank them up you have to like use your left hand to crank up your right hand and your right hand to crank up your left hand and get this little dart that goes and then it locks it to place you hear and then you're ready to like get a headshot um but man it's uh pretty nerve-wracking because you're like trying to run to a corner there's no running there's no corners it's a circle and you're like you got to run away your arm you move like a gorilla in this game so your arms are your feet um so you got to like you know hurry up in the corner and turn around and and pump up your little thing it doesn't work ultimately what happens is you use the range abilities to get melee uh weapons from them and then you kill the rest of them because i could not do it with all all range it's tough but, with range yeah. yeah but super fun um having such a good time did you get past the range did you get to the i got to the yeah i got to the cranking thing before but like yeah. dude yeah it's so tough it's, it's difficult so tough. and it's bec- it's a lot of it's just because like you can't move and if you get hit by one dude once then you're done like it's yeah. You you can't really get hit at all, and that's part of the toughest part to me, at least. I mean, I kind of like the bow and arrow. Um, I don't necessarily think that it really feels... It's been a long time. I remember being a young little girl and like a shooting shooting a bow and arrow. I don't think it's the same from what I remember. No, but it's it exactly is good. the same. It's exactly the same. That's what we aim for here, realism. No stories allowed. But <laughs> no. Um, it Yeah, I think for VR, though, like the bow and arrow stuff is pretty fun and pretty good. And it's definitely way better than Demio. There's uh, in the little like basement where you can hang out with friends and Demio, they actually have like a little shooting a bow and arrow and that's really clunky and shitty. Whereas this one in Gorn is like way more accurate and better. It's kind of nice to get that headshot too. But yeah, this game is just chaos. It's fun, but it gets hard. Yeah, it definitely gets hard. Very Dude, I was sweating buckets. Uh, yeah. Sam came over to give me a hug. Like while I was playing, she's like fucking gross, dude. And I was like, dude, I'm killing these gladiators. Aren't going to kill themselves. <laughs> Also, when she gets I, mad at you. You should just hand her the fucking VR headset. Be like, yeah, hey, you can hit me all you want. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but dude, like the thing that uh, I would definitely recommend is make sure. Yeah, you have a lot of space for this game because every time I, I played, I, I was gonna say every time I played this game, every time I've had somebody try this game, something gets smacked. When I brought this over to Tagloro's place, like his TV got punched. Yeah. Like I've punched my TV. Like it's <laughs> this is for sure a uh, you know electronic puncher kind of a VR game. So make sure you get a lot of room and be careful. <laughs> Because it's a game about range, right? You want to be out of the range of the axe, but you have to be in the range of your sword. So you'll like monkey walk, gorilla walk back, let him swing, gorilla walk forward, and then stab, 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 and then 
you know, run back again because it's not enough. These guys are beefy. And it's yeah. also just really not intuitive to do the gorilla walking thing anyway. I like I struggle to keep trying to, get to used do to that. that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's uh, a I thing. um I don't think teleportation would have worked on this game. No. It would have been broken, right? Cuz you could just teleport behind them. So, they had to do something um it's different. It kind of works. What, what, if you're there for like if you're playing for more than 10 minutes, you get into it. But uh, yeah, I felt idi- like an idiot when I'm trying to run really fast, and you're like, like you're just moving these. It's just weird. It's it is weird. a weird feeling. You kind of move like a cockatiel, like the way yeah. you walk. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I had a good time with that. Nice. Somebody else talk. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, having a good time. Uh, I am halfway through my like national park extravaganza is what I'm calling it. And so, uh, I have this like master plan that I've called Burke Burke and it's <laughs> cause I'm ending in Berkeley. And every time I think of Berkeley, I just think of Burke Burke. And so it's just, uh, you know, I don't even know why I linked that anymore. If anybody cares, it's, <laughs> it's like what it looks like. But what I'm getting at is that there's a lot of national parks I have on this trip that I'm doing. And so I thought it would be really sick since the last time I was on the episode, I talked about on my on the radar, Google earth VR. And so I played Google earth VR and revisited the parks that I've, I just came back from. And so I'm going to do it again. Once I go up towards Berkeley, cause I'm leaving on Tuesday and we're going to Sequoia and Kings Canyon and big Sur and Muir woods uh, is still on the docket of things that we're doing. And so then I'm going to check out Google VR, what that looks like. But I did look and play Google VR, the stream mode for the grand Canyon and Zion, and I miss the Vermilion Foothills and, and the Petrified Forest. That would have been cool to check that out. But anyway, with the uh, canyons, uh, the Grand Canyon, like it, I thought it looked pretty cool. It's pretty fun that in Google Earth VR that you can just kind of like fly around, and then you can also press a button to rotate the whole Earth into being like in front of you, almost like you're staring at a map instead of like hovering or flying over it. Um, hmm. And so I, I really enjoy that. And I, and I thought that for like a Google Maps thing that it looked really detailed and nice once you were in there. Like once you got into the street view, like I kind of was looking around at the Grand Canyon and it almost felt the same rush that I did two days ago when I was also standing at the Grand Canyon, like just even in VR. So I do love that at least it's good enough to where it's going to fuck with your mind, mm. <laughs> which is what I'm a fan of with uh, Google Earth VR. So, yeah, if you can't go to national parks, uh, the, I think this is a pretty fun pretty fun alternative, actually, is to be in VR and visit them anyway. So you went, like, in the crack of summer, dude. How hot was it there? Fucking hot. Yeah, it was... Uh... <laughs> I went during the winter, and it was 48 degrees when I visited... So and, uh, definitely, yeah, memorable. yeah. With the Grand Canyon, uh, it's crazy because I was in Phoenix, Arizona, was my previous assignment. So I actually went to the Grand Canyon in the fall, and then I went to the Grand Canyon in the winter, and then this is the first time I've been to the Grand Canyon in the summer, and. I think this season is my favorite. Like, even though it's hot, we showed up. It's hot. It's a fuck off. <laughs> it's hot, guys. I was just telling my buddy about how much you'll draw out my A's. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, like the it was it was very hot, and <laughs> but there was a lot of storms. And I think what was the coolest fucking thing was driving through the desert 
while seeing these storms in the distance because the amount of field of perception you have when you're driving through that desert is insane. Like I thought Texas was big sky country, but that, honestly, no, like I think that spots of Arizona, definitely Utah and certainly Nevada, like are the big sky countries. Cause it's just, I mean, it just sprawls for forever. And one of the craziest and coolest things was three times, three times my friend and I drove like right on the edge of a storm and then either outran it or just skirted it and went in the opposite direction, which yeah, was like insane. Yeah, I felt like, like I was in a video game. Dude, like in an airplane or something. No, I yeah. felt like it was PUBG <laughs> and I was riding the fucking blue. And like, it was The danger amazing. zone incoming. Yeah, the danger zone incoming. That's exactly what it felt like, especially when we were like leaving the Grand Canyon. There was one moment where we were driving right into the storm and then had to turn to be literally right in front of the storm and then try and outrun Oof. it. And it was intense because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere in the desert in Utah. Like, there's nothing. And it was uh, it was crazy. It was like, oh, my God, it started just raining hard. And, I, and I'm just like, all right, we're going to go. And we, we outran it. It was great. Damn. I also loved when we skirted the storm and then went in the opposite direction was in Vegas, which was hilarious because it was like we could watch this enormous storm cloud just shitting on Vegas. But we're riding right on the edge of vegas <laughs> and then we turn and we're like bye <laughs> and so that was a that was a blast dude but yeah i thought the summertime was awesome and i mean like it was kind of hot i think it i think it seemed hotter in zion when we were in zion but yeah. i, I want to we have some like uh people that aren't from the states that listen and so, so the big sky country thing sounds weird because like the sky is always the same size the idea is that there's literally nothing between you and the horizon in any direction. And so all it's it's sky and land and that's it. It's a it's a I fat, didn't know that's what that meant. Big sky country sounds uh highfalutin, but really it just means we ain't got shit. Well, there's yeah. nothing here. You could just see ground, road, a cacti, and like that's it. It's big 50, sky 50, country because that's the country. only thing going on. Yeah, it's the only thing going on. <laughs> it's the sky. Yeah. Um, but I will say that what's what really helps and at least kind of messes with the perception is the mountains in the background. So you can see mountains, but they are like they are like hundreds, hundreds of, miles of miles away, and that's kind of the trippy part. Yeah. There was one moment in Nevada, like when we got past uh, Vegas, where I literally felt like I was driving through one of Salvador Dali's paintings, and I was like, which made me very, very happy because I love that artist. But it was just like, yeah, it was like a surreal dream, like driving through it because all of it was so far away, and the mountains were so far away that they took on this whole different kind of color of like a dream state pastel. It it was insanity. It was awesome. So that was cool. Yeah, and I'm, I, oh, what's up? When, oh, when what's I went it? in the Winter Man, it was like it looked like just straight art that you would see like in any kind of like diner or anything. I've never seen those kind of like purples and reds and all that kind of stuff like show up in the sky in real life. And it was it was actually like something magical. It's so. it was super magical, dude. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of like the nature out in Southwest because it's pretty neat and. <laughs> It's nice to uh, be sharing it instead of, you know, you and me knowing it. (laughs) It's a different kind of pretty, though. Like, where you grew up, like, I find that shit. Oh, yeah, dude. There's something magical about living in the Shire. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I'm not saying it's not pretty, but there is something about seeing such extreme and just, I don't know, if it 
feels there's a desert magic. I love that they had that in Dune that like, yeah, the desert has magic. There's desert magic. I totally believe in that, too. It uh, dwarfs you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You yeah, it does. Small. Yeah. Um, it's humbling. Yeah. All right. Anybody else? All right. <clears throat> Dude, I, like I'm over all the sickness and everything, but I just have to clear my throat constantly. It's getting better, though. Um, okay, so this week I got into World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Let me back it up. A bit. I don't know what that what means. What the fuck? <laughs> is, that, is that like, that's not the old one that they're redoing, right? No, 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 okay. no. This is the most recent expansion for the game. But they're coming out with another expansion. I can't remember what that's called. Dragonborn or something. That's Dragon coming Flight. Out. Dragon Flight. Dragon Flight. Yeah, and yeah. that's coming out. They promised it would come out in 2022. It is coming out December 31st, 2022. They just made it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to push that shit back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me back up and just kind of explain how I got here. So I, uh, you know, I started playing HOTS again, and it kind of... Uh, I. Uh, met up with a lot of people I used to play that game with. So I, I've been playing a lot with those guys and they also play WoW and they had mentioned that, hey, um Blizzard is gonna kick off in late September the Wrath of the Lich King classic servers. Uh we're looking for some people, we're gonna do some ten man raids, you know, uh let me know if you want to join. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like God, I, I get confused on all the, the WoW expansions because there's been so many and I've dropped in and out of the game so many times. But I, I thought about it and I'm like, okay, level cap was 80. That's when I ran a Shadow Priest for the first time. And um, I had a great time doing that. A buddy of mine from middle school, we played WoW together for the longest time. Like, he really, this is before, like, there was so much data on the internet about this stuff. But, like, he taught me how to how to uh the spell rotation and everything on a shadow priest and i would just dump damage in these long boss fights and i had a great time doing it so i was like yeah dude i'll do that so i thought i'd kind of reacquaint myself with the game before that happened so i picked up shadowlands and um started playing it and um there is one person in this group is kind of new to uh new to wow and it was so funny because he's talking to me and I'm like, oh, okay, you're getting into WoW. All right, man, that's going to be a journey, dude. Get ready. It's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. And he's like, well, you know, I played uh, the Old Republic. Like, I've played MMOs. And I'm, it, just, it was funny to me. It's like someone like, about to do heroin saying, oh, don't worry, man. I've, I've, done, I've smoked weed, so I know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> like, dude, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into, dude. This is, uh, is going to be your life for a while. And sure enough, we're playing Heroes of the Storm, and this dude's like, he dies. He's in the respawn. He's just sitting there. We're like, hey, dude, are you going you, you to come join the, join the game? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm back. And I can tell he's just alt-tabbing between WoW and uh, Heroes of the Storm while we're trying to play a game. Like, he's hooked, man. He's hooked. Um, But it's really interesting because I can see from talking to these people and from playing the game, I can see the direction that the game is headed. You know, they've been streamlining the game forever, uh, you know, and a lot of people, like, they they have a problem with that, but you know, a lot of people like it and still play it anyway. But they're, they're pushing it in a direction where eventually it seems like it's not going to matter if you're Horde or Alliance or what race you choose. You know, back in old school, wow, it was like, you know, if you rolled a human, you get your racial trait for that human and that was that and you could never change it. Then they made it so like you could like pay money and change to a different uh, different race. But 
you know, you had to figure that stuff out. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm playing, uh, like a shadow priest. I need haste. Okay. I'm going to pick a troll because they've got a, a racial trait that increases their haste. And like, sometimes you just didn't know and you kind of got screwed, but that was just your character. So it, it, and they're doing all this stuff that binds to your account. So pets and mounts and all these things, like you earn them on whatever character you happen to be playing, but then you, you know, they're bound to your account and you go to another character and they just pop up on there too. So it just really feels like the game is going in a direction where they're trying to, like, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they let you do raids or uh, dungeons with Horde and Alliance characters. Like you just queue up in LFG. So that's actually already been done. Oh, it has. Um, okay. Yes. So there was a there's a raid where you can queue up as Horde and, and oh, Alliance. Oh, just one. Yeah, and well, the other thing is that a couple of the things that you mentioned are actually have already happened. Um, to include that as well as it, like you were like, oh, it doesn't matter if you're Horde or Alliance. Mm-hmm. The last two expansions kind of started the same way, where it's like. Oh yes, this evil from another world is coming. We must all unite to defeat it. Yeah. And then eventually it just ends up being like, oh, this person betrayed the alliance, so now it's everybody's mad at that person now. So it's Horde versus Alliance again. Yeah. Um so the the new the new class that's coming out in the next expansion is similar to the Pandarians, where they can be Alliance or Horde. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. I do have a question because they, they had a problem with populations on servers. There were way too many hordes and they would do the PVP thing. Like you could flag yourself for PVP and then get into fights, but it was just, it it sucked because if you were an alliance, there's no point in doing it because you're just going to get ganked by all the horde out there. Uh, cause uh, way more people pick horde cause there's a bunch of edge lords out there or something. I don't know. I personally like alliance, but uh, it's obviously better, dude. (laughs) I don't know. That's where yeah, the horde is. Come on. Come on. Oh, my God. Come on. Yeah, we got for the horde. Listen to that. Everybody wants to be for the horde. Uh, yeah, I want to join that well, guy. Here, Here's the thing. Like, back in the day, like, Vanilla WoW, you could not play a paladin on the horde. And, nope. you know, I always and got that was it, That was by design. Yeah. yeah. He is dwarf paladin. Yeah. Always. Dwarf paladin. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my first character. He man. is the <laughs> alliance. Um, nice callback. But then. I, I do have a question for you, though, Bobby. Uh, yeah. Like, one that might save you a lot of time. Um, did you know you can play WoW Classic right now and level up your character for... Um, we're going to be starting on a server that's going to be brand new. Like, oh, okay. we're gonna, so yeah. you're committed. You're in. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, you're, you're, you're Well, bad. you know what? I talked so, to the guy who's like actually heading it up, and he's like, oh, you know, we're, we're full, actually. But, uh, you know, you can hang out and, like, you know, if, if we need, like, a sub or something. Get us like, coffee. Yeah. Coffee. I'm like, all right, dude, well, wait till you see the damage, then we'll, we'll talk. You know? <laughs> so, wait till you see my shadow priest on, on Wrath of the Lich King. <laughs> and, then, so what's, what's, and you tell me if I'm a sub. <laughs> I, think, I think we might have this, like, boomer moment when you play, man, because the game has changed so much. Yeah, but it's a um, classic. Uh, it's no, even 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 in classic. Well, I mean, you probably didn't. No, nah, I think you probably still kick ass. You kick ass in Team Fortress. But one thing that is like, uh, I saw a video by like by Asmongold that compared like classic to actual classic, like the experience mm-hmm. of playing it and like just having that lack of information. And he and he frames it so well by just one example of a uh, of a situation. And there's a dagger that exists in WoW that you have like a small amount of small chance to deal like 600 damage when you hit something with it. And it's an epic dagger. And a lot of people at the time thought it was the best thing in the game. Like they thought it was like the best way to to max out DPS in the game. 
like even classes that shouldn't be using daggers would use it and things like that. Well, like that thing in classic now, it's not like they've changed the thing. It's not like they've changed the game at all. It's one of the worst weapons in the game now. Is it and just like public had, perception or because no, they, they do, they run the stats on that stuff. I can't remember what they call it, but they like calculate. Um, there, there's a thing you can do. Like you can put your character into a website and it'll run yeah. it and tell you like, here's your max DPS and exactly what you should be doing. There's no secret or mystery in wow anymore. Exactly. Like there used to be. So it's yeah. one of the worst things, but are you saying and they've what's, actually what's even... changed the game or just the world has changed? No, it's just like, just the community, like in the, like the whole wonder of everything, right. Is yeah. gone. And like, you, you, you don't have these people like mathematically, no one knew back then that that thing was fucking terrible. And what's crazy now is like, you even have like when, when I, cause I played classic and I rated in classic. Like I, I, I know my fair share of it. You had tanks wearing leather armor, mm. which when in the past, like that would be like, you would be seen as like a fucking idiot. Like they would yeah. be like, why, why aren't you wearing plate? But like, you know, it's a, and you could do weird stuff like that back in the game. Back oh in the yeah, game, because I remember holy paladins would wear cloth items because you know they had more spirit or or whatever. And like, if you're a holy paladin healing in a dungeon, you're not going to be taking damage. You don't need to wear plate, you know. But exactly, and, you know, eventually WoW got to a point where they've just kind of uh, streamlined everything. So it's like this is the item you get. Here's the top one. That's the item level. Like there's there's nothing to really figure out. So I don't know. I I barely remember the old days of WoW. There's going to be a lot that's new to me, and I'm sure it's going to be different. The world has changed, but it'll be an adventure. I just you know yeah. I, I'm work's going to be crazy. I'm I'm taking another class or two this semester. Like I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to commit. So I, we'll see how it goes. But um, I'm You'll, excited once. Once you pick up Wrath of the Lich King, because that's that's the one expansion I didn't play very much of, and I might be picking it up. It's free, so because I, mean, I own Classic already. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like I might actually start playing for that one, um, and it comes out next month for anyone who cares. Like yeah, the twenty ninth of September. September. Yeah, I know that Russell Brand plays. Wow, that's not Russell Brand. Oh, dude, you don't know Asmongold? <laughs> I'm just that's Asmongold. Fucking off. He's, I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, okay. I fell for that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that like tick back in, you know, it's like I'm getting yeah. hooked back in. I'll definitely be playing the new expansion when it comes out though. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll do it just so I can get my pets and stuff. Gotta, gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, this is so strange, dude. dude. Look, listen to the, like, you watched a TV show about people playing video games, which made you want to play a type of that video game, which took you into playing an associated game with that original game, which they played on that show. And here we are next year. You're going to, yeah, you're, you have a ne- you're going to show up with needles in your arms, dude. That's basically where you're <laughs> at, where we're at right now. But gaming wise, gaming wise, I don't know. I've, I've been back and forth with wow. So many times I kind of know the cycle. So, I mean, I, I know, <sighs> The first time they ever, when uh, um, Burning Crusade came out, and, uh, you know, I had spent so long, uh, Vanilla WoW, like, trying to get gear and everything, and then the first quest you go on in Burning Crusade, and, 
like the the first quest just drops a green item that's just 10 times better than like what you rated like for weeks and weeks for and it's just like oh okay i've wasted my life you know (laughs) that was like a watershed moment for me and i always keep that in the back of my head when i'm playing any game i'm just like this is this is all worthless and pointless just keep be aware of that don't get but let's keep going yeah. Well, you know, you have fun with it as long as you have fun with it. But, you yeah. know, you have to be prepared that like, you know, when um, eventually it's going to it's going to end the fan, <laughs> the fun's going to be over. And that always happens with wow, you go in, you, you have your fun and then you get out of it. So in EverQuest, uh, original EverQuest, uh, the top item was uh, the black silken sash slash sash sash. It had plus 15 uh agility that was it was crazy right it was like it was insane so one of my friends uh convinced this other guy that you need to buy this from me because like when we go into the expansion pack you're gonna have to be as strong as he saw it coming bobby he's like you gotta be you need as strong as you can be so he paid 25 us dollars 2500 us dollars for this belt so yeah, you get it, and then fucking field trash is just dropping better stuff, like way wow. better. Yeah, field trash was dropping better green items than the top item ever. People would fight. There was guilds broke up over this item, and then now nobody cares. Yeah, completely worthless. It's insane. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy is that in in WoW, there's actually a thing that persists that people fight over and stuff that is valuable. Like, it, and like, there's no way of ever like user getting it, and that's mounts. Like, there's a mm-hmm. specific mount that's like a like a bug thing that's from like yeah. vanilla WoW. Well, mounts and, and cosmetics and toys and pets and all that stuff that's bound to your account. Like I was saying earlier, that stuff persists. You know, that cosmetic stuff persist through all these mm-hmm. expansions because the expansion comes and yeah all the gear is worthless so like after a while you start feeling like well what's the point of it all and then that's why they started doing like all these like collectible cosmetic things that that bind to the accounts because there, there is more lasting value in that i suppose yeah yeah so like if you ever want like a, a trip down memory lane or like to see some crazy shit like how much your pokemon cards are worth look up the most uh like rare and valuable they don't really call them valuable but rare mounts in all of warcraft history and those accounts that have them they sell for like four or five figures sometimes so it's yeah. it's pretty crazy and some of those like people recognize them and they're just like oh wow that's cool but you know back in the day like the old mounts and wow was just like oh my god this guy's got a dragon now everybody's got a dragon they got huge dragons they got like ether worms and they've got like i've got this thing that looks like geb from uh smite you know it's this big rock creature that i'm just riding around and that's just something i got for uh pre-purchase or for purchasing the uh uh the expansion, you know, it's just, so for like a new person, it's just, it's hard to like make things look grander and grander, but yeah, people will recognize like, Oh, that's a tough one to get. I remember I was my first time in a hub city. I forgot what hub city it might've been on the moon. I don't remember where it was. And this guy flew in on a Drake and I was like, what the fuck? This guy just flew here. Like it was <laughs> mind blowing. I was yeah, but you're never going to get that again. You know? Oh, these kids—they don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, like there's 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 some that like there's actually a really fucked up video of a guy, um, of a guy essentially duping a group of people that have been trying to get this mount from 
one of the previous expansions, uh, uh, Miss of Pandaria, and they've been like literally prepping for like 40 days <laughs> to get this mount. And this dude just hops into the group and like is like, oh, you guys are going to go try for this? I'm going to try for it too with you guys. And then he just takes it. He just he wins the need roll for the item and completely takes it. Shit yeah. like that happens. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, they've got it's stuff to bad. prevent a lot of that stuff now too. Like you used to be able to roll need on anything, even stuff you didn't need. Now you can't do that. Like uh, you, I, you don't even roll give it anymore. to you now. Yeah, you don't even roll yeah. anymore. It's just like oh, this person gets it. You know, it's just they, they figure that all out in the background. Anyway, well, well, that's enough. Well, now, wow, nobody and, cares about wow, dude. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Let's not do forty minutes next time. Then, hey, yep, uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> when Days hasn't talked for forty minutes, that means people are falling asleep at the at the wheel. Um, it's called Curse Two Golf. I played this game for fucking three hours, dude. It's called Curse Two Golf. Are you sure? I know that your character is Curse Two Golf, but I, I thought it, see that two is so small. I'm old, man. I you can't do small text like that to me anymore what i'm talking about is a game it's a game about golfing out of hell you are in purgatory and you need to golf your way out because you're a golf pro and of course of course that's how it works um it's a roguelike so uh it's procedurally generated um you will never play the same course twice which is great um has a little bit of a branching path as you're going through the holes um instead of going to hole number Two, you might go to the store to spend some of the money you got from hole number one. What are you going to spend your money on? You're going to spend it on cards. What do those cards do? They give your ball magic abilities. Um, things like the one we just saw where it explodes in three uh, separate balls and you take the best one of those. Or a practice shot. Or an extra stroke. Or a rocket ball. Stuff like that. Um, being the roguelike player that I am... I was trying to save all my uh, all my cards uh, for when I was going to lose, but that's not the best way to use your cards. You want to use them strategically where it's going to save you the best amount of strokes, whether that be the first shot or whether that be the last shot or the middle shot, somewhere in the middle. You want to try to unfuck the situation. Um, the whole game from top to bottom is cute. Like uh, the presentation, super cute. The sound effects, super cute. Um, everything. It just looks like it's this, you know, retro Nintendo era game. I feel like everything here could have been done in Nintendo area era. There's just nothing crazy except for the procedural generation. I think that takes some computing process. But other than that, you know, it, it could have happened. And like uh, Bobby said the other day, if this would have came out in Nintendo era, it would have blown everybody's mind. But, um, yeah, uh, the game is enjoyable. Um, I'm having a good time. Um, I got to the boss level, um, and I did not want to leave. Like, it was time to go, and I was like, no, I, I want to stay. Um, there's curse levels where uh, a lot of times games will do this, where there's like a... Ah, fuck, Bobby, on, on DRG, what's it called when there's like a, a thing going on, like extra exploders or more gold a, or a, a modifier? Or a curse. Curse. Yeah, but these are all negative. They're, they're curses. But usually you'll have the same one throughout the entire thing, whatever it might be. Um, this one, like every three strokes, the curse changes. So you can't plan ahead. And uh, that's kind of, it's refreshing in the way that they punish you. Um, but 
having a good time with this. Um, how much is this, Christian? Uh, do you know? Seventeen ninety nine. Seventeen ninety nine. A little steep, I would say, but it's it's a fun Maybe game. Ten. Yeah, I picked this up at ten. This looks actually really fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, I wish it was two player. It would have been really cool if it was. Um, even uh, I, I don't know why from the very beginning because it's a golf game, right? You you feel like you could play even if it's not true co op. I would totally just hand my controller to the next player because that's how golf works. You know, it's just like that could. Why not? Maybe Especially when I got to the boss level. Guess what? Your boss level is you versus like some other guy, and you're racing to the last hole. And so uh, it's it has two player uh, built potential. in. It, yeah, potential. It's all built in. Uh, they just got to do it. So maybe that'll be a part of the expansion. But I having would, a good yeah. time. What? I wonder if that's going to be something that they add. I hope so. It's probably based on how how well they do here. Um, you know how much money they make and how much time more time they want to put into it. But I feel like they could do it pretty easily. Uh, being from a you know a couch a couch developer over here. Oh, it's fine. It's already done. You just got to switch a couple knobs and turn a little doohickey. Um, but yeah, um, it's cute demeanor does not take away from the technical uh, difficulty of the shots. Like I totally thought it was going to be like, cause you know, it, it does that like Madden power shot thing, right? Like it's got that thing that like power meter, bar. you got to stop and start. Yeah. And, and I saw that. And it's not just that dude. So it has the power meter that goes up and comes down, but it does it slowly. And I was like, okay, no problem. I can smack the shit out of this every time. And then it also has the one for the arc of your ball. And I was like, ah, Okay, I've seen both of these things a million fucking times. But what I didn't account for was the cards that you can play and the um, this backspin or forward spin you could put on the ball. You can make a ball forward spin on the first bounce, backspin on the second bounce, forward spin on the third bounce. Like, if you're on top of it, you can, like, there's a secondary control scheme once the ball is in the air. And uh, it's it's satisfying. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna get much, but like a couple feet, couple inches in the right direction will save you a couple strokes. And uh, yeah, uh, enjoying it for sure. Having a good time. You're on a, quite a golf kick, dude. You I am. Play some more golf. I would much rather be playing uh, walkabout walkabout golf. golf. I like, know. I'll that, have to play that with you when I get that is fucking incredible. <laughs> that get yeah. I love but that I game. mean, to play walkabout golf, you got to play. You got to, it start, $1,500 is probably the minimum. Oh, I guess you could play straight with just a, just the Oculus. Oh, yeah. Without a computer, right? Yeah, I don't think you need a, I don't think you truly need a computer for walkabout golf. I don't, yeah. I don't know. You know what? Fuck it worth it. Even it's if you need worth a computer. It, yeah. Buy yeah. the computer for walkabout yeah. golf. Everybody don't walk about and play golf. <laughs> buy that shit on a computer and sit inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing is uh, Evo 2022 uh, just happened. That's Evolution um, Fighting Championships. It's in Las Vegas every year. It's the Street Fighter, or not Street Fighter, but Fighting Games uh, tournament. I watch it every year. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it. Today, uh, this year was exceptionally uh, entertaining, I felt. It was the best one in the last three years for sure. Um, the sh- uh, watch this sh- the way to watch this is you just go to YouTube and you say uh, whatever game you even remotely care about. So like Street Fighter Top 8. So you watch the whole bracket from the last eight players to 
um, to the end or whatever. So uh, I highly recommend you check out the Street Fighter, uh, Street Fighter Five, uh, Top Eight. There's um, there's an American up against like seven Japanese guys, and there's a story told through just the way it goes. It was fucking incredible, dude. Like um, this this American dude runs through legends legends of daigo he runs through uh just like the, these fucking dudes man it was crazy it has a hell of a run <coughs> with a crazy character that nobody picks like, it's just it's like one of those things um, what what game street fighter street, street fighter, fighter okay street fighter five <coughs> very cool uh, very 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 cool but yeah you know any kind anything that's remotely uh associated with fighting they usually have here did you watch any of the Dragon Ball Z game? I, know I did. I watched the I watched the finals for everything. I watched the top eight for things that for I understand. Everything. Yeah, for yeah. Things that I, yeah. Um, you should take Mila to watch the new Dragon Ball movie in theaters. What? It's really good. Is it a kid movie? I mean, it's fucking Dragon Ball, dude. It's like, yeah, she can watch it. All right. Uh, it's an anime. Earlier, when you were talking, Bobby, about like um, older um, Mike and Ike's. And, or whatever was it? what was the uh, animation called? Mike's animation? Uh, it was Mike and something's yeah. uh, like was, some weird animation or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. It used to come to town every year. Did anybody used to watch Homestar Runner? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, is Mila gonna think Homestar Runner is funny? So I was thinking about it uh, today. I was like, oh, I'm gonna try it out. Um, Melonade. That's yeah, <laughs> great shit. Great job. <laughs> great job. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's get to the listener question. Well, wait. Oh. I mean, we you trying oh, to stack, stack something up against Christian? He's got stack land. He's got lands, yeah, stacks of lands. God I got something. Oh, we talked about talk this. About. I remember. I this. know, but wait. So, d- did anyone play stack? No. Yet? No. Okay. Perfect. This game is seven hours long. It's four, four or five bucks Canadian, which is four or five which, bucks. Which is amazing. Yes. It, you, it's a village builder, and you stack cards on each other, and eventually you have so many cards, and it's so chaotic, and you can't keep up, and there's rats spawning, and you're putting swords on villagers, and you're trying to stack these rats, but they're eating your berry bushes, and your people are reproducing in houses, and they need berries every every time your day ends. They each need two food each. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to manage here, and this game is really fun, and I recommend it. But what was, uh, I think, better to note is the developer is Sockpot Collective. Have you guys heard? Anyone heard about these guys? No. No. Okay, they're doing something really interesting with game development. So what they do is they make one of these games every month. And if you sub on their Patreon... You get access to the game. You get a, a Steam code. Every hmm. month they have one of like a six to six to eight hour game. I think they they say on their website, and they're all pretty fun. Um, they're all these little puzzle games with just one little unique twist. Um, so I'm gonna try to play some of their other games uh, from Sock Pop Collective, and I just thought that was like a really interesting way to do game development. They're making it's like an indie game pass, but you get new shit. I mean, you get a new game every month that you know is probably going to be consistent. Yeah, and if oh, you join cool. their Discord, uh, you can give like feedback to the last game. And at a certain tier of, of, of Patreon, it starts at three bucks, but you can go higher. 
you can kind of like advise on maybe the types of games you would like you would like to see them make you know, or what what twists you would like them to have in their next game and they're pumping these out they've done it for i think they said eight years on their website they've been making a wow. game every single month oh so, wow these come up of like little tiny game jams that they do. They have a really cool YouTube channel walking you through how they do it so quickly. Um, and they have this whole method and yeah, maybe one of my favorite developers that I never knew existed. Who knows? I'll have to play some of their other games, but yeah. Hmm. They look artsy in a really fun way. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it for highlights. I guess it's time to get into listener questions. Let's see. First one we have here from False Josiah. <clears throat> you get to pick one movie director and one game designer to make a game. Who are they and what is the game created? Hmm. Quentin Tarantino and Hideo Kojima. Ugh. And they just oh, make dude. like some crazy ass like cocaine bender game, you know, that involves like existential crisis about the like internet or something. I don't know. Like it, it would break it would the world. Wild. Damn. You can't even, those guys my can't, director, yeah. Those guys can't even have uh, a conversation. It would be the uh, unstoppable force and the immovable object hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Thank you. So I'll take the award. Didn't Guillermo del Toro work with uh, whoever on uh, Death Stranding? Yeah. Yeah, so originally he was planning to work with P.T., like he was supposed to do the directing for PT and stuff like that. But what ended up happening is when that game got scrapped because he got dumped by uh, the company that owns uh, Metal Gear Solid, um, Konami, sorry, thank you. Um, he was like, well, do you still want to work on a game? And he's like, sure. He's like, let's make this game Death Stranding. And mm. uh, yeah, he's in the game. So. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that's, I'm sure it's happened in the past a lot, but I feel like that's becoming a little more common now, too, where um, uh, movie directors are becoming involved in uh, in games. Um, there's a LucasArts game that Spielberg helped out was on. Involved, that was too. Monkey Island, wasn't it? Uh, no, not Monkey Island. The 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 pit, the something. I don't know. I, I can't remember. I, I played it and it was really good. It was really weird to play a point and click adventure game that was just like straight up serious. Um, oh, the uh, the Spike Lee and the NBA game. Yeah, that one wasn't. I heard that one wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, NBA 2K16. So yeah, you kind of made the story mode. Yeah, I think I remember that one. Yeah. Um. Shoot. Okay. Anyone else got one? Director I've- and a game designer. Well, I guess maybe not game designer, but a developer. Like, I would love to see uh, Devolver work with fucking Guillermo del Toro. I think they would make some pretty dark, crazy shit. shit. Yeah. yeah, that I would yeah. be very fascinated in looking yeah. at. Um, I cannot think of the guy who did um, Spore. What is his name? Oh, oh Will Wright? Is it Will Wright? I think is it's that? Will Wright. That's, you're, you're right. <laughs> uh, Will Wright and Danny Boyle. Uh, they just kind of like uh, they're always thinking about space shit, space, and space, space. I think they might come out with some uh, good shit. Yeah. Um, Bobby first started talking. I watched something. I forgot what it was, and Bobby's like, "Oh, it's a Danny Boyle movie. You should check out the rest of them." And so then I started watching his other movies, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I love this shit." 
And then that, after that, I learned that I should start looking at directors and not just fancy, flashy trailers to find my movies. Um, Taika Waititi and like, like Valve <laughs> can make some crazy shit. Like I'm, I'm thinking like TF. I don't know. He's more humorous. Thinking, Maybe something. Yeah, I was about to say. I think I'm playing TF two is what I was thinking of. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But I don't know if it was Valve. Yeah. What's the what's the developer from the all the old LucasArts guys? Um, they made uh, Psychonauts two recently. Uh, oh fuck! Why can I not? Three think? something Head Studios. Um, Double Fine. Double, Double Fine. Double Fine. Yeah. 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 Maybe something something a little more whimsical might be suitable suitable for him for Taika. Yeah. yeah. All right, next question from Zap. If Steam offered a rental system, would you use it? Um, yeah. If only it had, like, the blockbuster rule of when you rent it and you want to buy it, your money that goes from the rental uh, goes to the purchase. So specific. That's yeah. a great idea, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would yeah. just do it anyway just because it would be fun. I feel like you could rent a whole bunch of little little guys. That's kind of what that uh, whatever the sock pop thing that Christian was just talking about, though, is, you know, you're paying three bucks and... I mean, you're not renting, but you are getting all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. I think that'd be cool to see Steam do it. For sure. I would use it. God, renting video games is so weird because I never beat a game that I rented. I know? did. I, I, I did. I don't think I ever did. Fucking uh, Act Razor. I played that shit until 4 a.m. and finished that bitch. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I beat the Twisted Metals when I rented them. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Sure. Steam... If they did a rental thing, do does anybody do rentals? It's like all subscription now. You don't really yeah. see any sort of game renting. Yeah. It's like thing, renting, but I you mean, have yeah. to do it. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. Yeah. To me, I feel like the Elder Scrolls uh, on like their their premium subscription in a way of becoming like a Crown Plus whatever user is kind of a rental system. You're renting the dlcs in the expansion pack while you're a member and then once you're done like those are gone but you get to use them completely while you're a member so well, that's kind of a rental thing but it's not the same as like uh, yeah renting gears of war and beating it it'd be, it'd be tough as an adult doing game rentals just because it's like yeah. you know i don't have time right now like i i can't yeah i can't like return a game in a few days or a week and like like um you know uh, oftentimes you pick up a game, like you play it when you can, but it takes a while for you to work your way through it. For sure. So if it was long rentals, maybe. All right, last question from Burn Division. I'm hoping you've seen Squirrel with a Gun already. So this is a Steam, a game that was on Steam. I, I did see it pop up. You play a squirrel, and he's just holding a gun, and he's just... You know, wreaking havoc. <laughs> By the way, not a squirrel-sized gun, right? It's like a no, it's like a human-sized. It, yeah, gun. And it's like a. They go for like photorealism, right? It's not yeah. like cartoony <laughs> in any way. So the squirrel's got like an Uzi, and the the <laughs> the kickback from the Uzi is like sending him up in the air, and it just it's a very jarring and funny-looking game. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's coming. Release soon. date. Good question. Yeah, See what I mean? Date on this Steam is what I'm talking is about. Question. Get clever, guys. Um, so yeah, that's what he's uh, referring to. What's a cool animal weapon combination you've seen before, or what combination sounds cool to you? Like uh, sharks with freaking lasers on their head. <laughs> sharks with laser this. beams, which was in um, 
uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon. Oh. Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. There was a sharks with freaking laser beams. I would say a sloth with a sniper rifle. Ooh. Like, if, you played, if you played that game, like, you really have to plan out your shots. You also have to be worried about being eaten by giant hawks. Yeah. You know, it's like you pull the trigger and like eight seconds later, the gun actually fires. You're like, what the fuck is this? Well, yeah, not just that, dude, but their heartbeats are like, uh, like four a minute, dude. So they don't have to worry about holding their breath or anything. Literally. Yeah. It's all gravy, man, except for tracking the enemy. That's going to take a little longer. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I know that, uh, just, I have some old uh, history for you guys. Uh, I think in World War II, they trained dolphins to find out, to find mines uh, for Mm -hmm. ships. Um, And I think they continued that project for a while. The Russians did it. Like, it's crazy. Uh, What's crazier is, like, you lose the whole thing when they find one. It's like, oh, he found one, but he's gone. So we have to train another Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. They they did a bunch of different, the, the military of the worlds have done a bunch of different things with, like, with animals, like there's this bat bomb that they wanted to bomb Tokyo with, where they would strap little oh, bombs yeah. to bats. Uh, all just all kinds of crazy shit. So yeah. sounds like a lot of uh, animal cruelty and sacrificing for the cause. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I'd love but, to. Going back to the question, I would <laughs> I would love uh, like a video game that's like a platformer where you're a stingray with a harpoon gun on its tail, and that's the only way you can get to platform. <laughs> you platform, launch yourself is you launch yourself and then swing like to get up because they would be hovering near the ground anyway, or always want to go to the ground. <laughs> But you're trying you can, to like, go slap up. people in the face. I get like, it. Yeah. Like you stuck in the face. Yeah. Manta play. Man, yeah. Yeah. Digging it. I have one here, guys. If you know, uh, let me pitch this to you. You are an anteater, and but you have a super power where you uh, sniff up anthrax, and you're like a drug dog, but you're an anteater, and anteater with anthrax rolls off the. No. It does okay. roll off the tongue. I mean, maybe not. You know, I've had bad ideas once before. Anthrax ant eater. <laughs> you're like solving crimes as the as the ant eater. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. solving anthrax. I wouldn't call it crimes. You're just sniffing yeah. them up, kind of thing. You're just that looking big for ant eater snout. Yeah. Yeah. Would yeah? Would the ant eater die? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, but it's immortal. No. Oh, it's immortal. Okay. All right. Oh, that's true. It's the superpower. I can handle it. It's two things ants and anthrax. (laughs) Perfect. I'm never getting those 45 seconds of my life back. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, uh, On the radar, (laughs) we talked about the chase of the golden idol. Is that the case of the golden idol? Gigabash. Entropy zero two. Gander. Gander National Park. Take a gander. Take a gander, y'all. Rumbleverse, Inkbound. And on highlights, we had Dinkum, Cult of the Lamb, Team Fortress 2, Gorn, Google Earth, VR, uh, World of Worldcraft Shadowlands, Curse 2 Golf, and Stacklands. All right. What's everybody playing next week? Uh, I'll continue playing God of War. I haven't talked about it because I want to be like uh, Final Fantasy VII where every week I come in here and I was like, yeah, there's guys with swords, you know? I think we might have to – it's going to be a long podcast if you talk about it because I'm going to be like, and this happened? And what about this? What did you say about this part? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to be playing Total War, Warhammer 3, Immortal Empires. Um, you probably <laughs> will hate the next episode if you don't like Warhammer. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, I will probably be trying some new demos on VR, but otherwise going the fuck outside. So round you, two. <laughs> so you're giving up video too. games, but not VR. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. We'll Dang, see. homie. Hmm. I have no plans for next week. Maybe I'll play multiverses with Christian and see what all that's about. Oh, I tried and I was denied an account. I, I took a screenshot and I sent it to a sniper. You saw it, sniper. Yeah, I don't know why they denied you, dude. Maybe they know like your pedigree. They don't want you on the game. Could be. Game. Could too be. good. Too this good. guy smashes too smashed. Suit too good. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, can I can I do the send off? Oh yeah. Yeah. The last oh, yeah. time. All right. Well, speaking for Bobby, Emilio, Christian, Nick, and myself, troll titties, because I'm gonna see all you fuckers next week. Ah! <laughs> Wow. Damn, you got me, dude. <laughs> Fuck. I got got. I, got, I mean, got. I won't be in the studio, but I will wow. stay on. <laughs> Bobby called it. He saw right through that shit. He was like, no, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say never. <laughs> She's leaving gaming for hiking, and it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs>